Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutton. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. Many changes have taken place in America in the past dozen years and are continuing to take place. Changes that point to a brighter, more prosperous way of life for all of us. America is growing every day. There are 70% more children under five years of age than in 1940. 72% more vehicles on the highways than in 1940. And new industrial developments have been creating a continuous need for plants, equipment, and materials. This multiple expansion and the miracles of physical and chemical research have resulted in sharply increased needs in many fields. A need for homes and highways, schools and hospitals, new equipment, new factories, yes, even new cities. What does all this mean to you as an American? It means greater opportunity, more work, greater security than our country has ever known. To learn more about the opportunities tomorrow holds, write to Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York City, for the free booklet, The Future of America. If people ever start collecting the cute sayings of husbands, Mrs. McGee wants to include the remark that's just been made by her spouse. What was that you said, McGee? I said it's such a beautiful day, beautiful. Why don't I take you on a boat out on Dugan's Lake? You've just made yourself a date, lover, with one provision. What's that? This time I don't have to row. Ah, don't give it a thought, my dear. I'll get us a boat with an outboard motor, you know, and them little putt-putts. We'll go sailing along like Captain Bly and his merry crew. Hmm. For your information, sailor boy... Captain Bly's crew was far from Mary. Don't you remember the picture? Charles Lawton was Bly and Clark Gable put him off his own ship? Yeah, well, don't worry. I'd just like to see Clark Gable try to put me off any boat you were on. Oh, so would I. Huh? How'd you mean that? <laughs> How do you think? Well, I'd better go fix some sandwiches and lemonade. Don't forget to make plenty of potato salad. <laughs> Clark Gable. I'll ask her what he's got that I haven't got. No, I better not. I guess <laughs> she ever started to tell me to take all day, probably because women all think he's. Oh, isn't this fun? I couldn't be happier if this was a hundred foot yacht with Admiral Nimitz for the cabin boy. Yeah, this is great. Reminds me of the time I commanded this British battleship when I was McGee, in... McGee, you never commanded any British battleship. This is your wife you're speaking to. I know it, and I wish she'd let me finish speaking. I was saying this reminds me of the time I commanded this British battleship in the Gilbert and Sullivan operetta, HMS Pinafore. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it was at a summer resort in Lake Erie, and the audience sat on the bank while we did the show on a barge made up to look like a battleship. <laughs> Instead of a curtain going up and down, we had a tug that towed us into view or out of sight around the bend, you see. Sounds very realistic. I suppose it was a big success. Yeah, it was till one night in the middle of my main solo, the tow rope broke and we drifted away in the dark. <laughs> Heavenly days, what'd you do? I just kept singing to warn off other boats so they wouldn't run us down. Were you successful? Too successful. When the Coast Guard arrived to rescue us, my English accent and uniform fooled them so much 
They thought Canada had declared war on the United States, and they clapped me in irons. Oh, McGee, how you do exaggerate. What do you mean, exaggerate? All right, mates, me too. Alas, you lovers, in all such nautical terms. In other words, wait for me, kids. <laughs> it's the old-timer. Steer over that way, dearie. Sure. He's probably playing hooky from the grocery top. Oh, hi, old-timer. What's the matter, boy? You sound pooped. Haven't you ever rode before? Only thing I ever rode, Johnny, was a horse. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? I says, haven't you ever rode before? And the old-timer says, the only thing I ever rode before was a horse. Paid <laughs> for you, McGee. I'm all tuckered out. Yeah. Well, if you don't like boating, why'd you come out here in the first place? Daughter, I didn't come. I was sent. We run out of fish down to the store, and they give me a dozen fish hooks, a can of bait, and an order for three perch and six pounds of halibut. <laughs> Halibut, that's an ocean fish. You'll have to argue that out with my boss, daughter. I got my orders. You had any luck so far? Nope. I figured I'd snag myself a mess of fish, but all I've done so far is snag myself. I see. <laughs> Getting hungry out here, too. You kids got any lunch to spare? Hey, thanks for reminding us. I didn't realize how hungry I am. Molly, how about opening up that picnic basket? Why, sure. Here we are. Have a ham sandwich, Mr. Oldtimer. Here. Hey, thanks. Ah, this is the only thing I've caught today. Of course, when I get back to the store, I'll catch something else. But what do they expect, sending a man on a boy's errand? <laughs> well, thanks for the snack, kids. I'll do as much for you. Just remind me next time you catch me out here on the lake. And if you do catch me out here again, drown me, will you? Okay, Mr. Oldtimer. How are you doing, McGee? Just fine. Stuff sure tastes good out here in the open air. Mm-hmm, that it does. Hey, I'm going to head the boat into that little island over there. As soon as I finish this lunch, I'm going to stretch out on that strip of beach and take a snooze in the sun. Okay? Sounds fine. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. Today, the field of nursing is wide open to women seeking a career in an honorable, well-paying profession. For the young woman who is a high school graduate or a college student in good health, professional nursing offers many compensations. The student in professional nursing has many interesting studies, including psychology, sociology, and physiology. You work with doctors, graduate nurses, and other skilled people in a team relationship. And you can become a registered nurse after completion of a three-year program. Older persons up to 55 will find many advantages to be gained from enrolling as a student in practical nursing. Although there are more nurses active today than ever before, the ever-increasing needs for nursing service have created a demand for still more. Hospital and health facilities are continuing to expand. As a result, countless opportunities are open to the woman who becomes a professional or practical nurse. If you wish to enter this well-paying profession, inquire at your nearest school of nursing or hospital. It's so nice and peaceful out here. This is a pretty little island, dearie. Yeah. Feels good stretched out here in the sun. My old fishing jacket for a pillow, nothing on my mind. We've had a lot of nice picnics out here at Dugan's Lake, haven't we? Where did it ever get the name Dugan's Lake, anyhow, you know? Sure. Named after Amos T. Dugan. Oh? Did he discover it? Oh, he was the guy that stole it. Stole about half of it, anyhow. Now, wait a minute. How can anybody steal a lake? Oh, very simple. 
Dugan used to come out here every winter when it was froze over and harvest the ice and sell it to the creamery in town, see? The trouble was the lake didn't fill up enough with water in the summer, and pretty soon it was almost entirely stole. What happened? And they arrested Amos Dugan and tossed him in the pokey on a charge of water rustling, but he wiggled out of it. As the Indian said when he met his brother, whom he hadn't seen for 30 years, how? The law says if you charge a man with stealing water when it's really ice, you can't keep him in the cooler. <laughs> That's the way it was told to me, but... Hey, look at this guy coming, will you? Hmm. Looks like he's coming right in here to our little island. Oh, it's a boatload of kids. Say, look who's driving, McGee. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Well, what do you know? Mrs. Robinson Crusoe and her man Friday. Yeah, Mrs. Robinson Crusoe. Hi, Sergeant Friday. Oh, hi, Teeny. Hello, Doc. Hello, Teeny. Hi, children. How come the boat ride, scupper scraper? Giving the kids a treat? It's our birthdays, and Dr. Gamble brought us here to this place because he brought us here in the first place. <laughs> well, well, well. Buttering up the small fry, eh, Fatso? Better watch it, boy. You start giving boat rides to all the kids you've delivered, you'll have to charter the Queen Mary. <laughs> you want to ride back with us, Molly? Little ham hands there will probably turn the boat over on the way back. Is that so? Well, put the picnic stuff in the boat, will you, Molly? We've got to start back anyhow. Okay, it's getting about time. If you had sails, Hornblower, that hot air would come in handy. But I'll just race you back to the dock and show you who's head skipper around here. Fine by me. If you can get that egg beater started. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. A race. Okay, it's a deal. Yeah, let me have a race, kids. Let's go. You be the race starter, Molly, as soon as I get cranked up. I'll be the starter. I can do it. Ready? Okay. One, two, three, go! For goodness sakes, look at them go, McGee. Get a horse, McGee. A seahorse. Oh, gone the doggone luck. I'm giving this milkshake mixer all the gas she'll take. It's not a fair race what that boat Doc's got. I should have made him give me a handicap. Well, it was your idea, McGee. Uh-oh. Now what? Ah, for the love of Mike. Just when I need it the most, it conks out and... What the heck's the matter with it? Well, at a time like this, dearie, I always think of one thing. Have you checked the gas tank? No. That might be what's wrong with this dirty, dingy dinghy, too. Now, let's see. You want something to measure with? No. My tie fell in the tank, and oh. it came out dry, too. Why, that robber, that pirate, that cheap, miserable fugitive from Davy Jones's locker. Who, Dr. Gamble? Yeah, him, too. But the guy I mean is the guy that rented us this boat and guaranteed it was full of gas and oil and stuff. Well, what do we do now? We're three miles from the dock. Well, if you don't mind me putting my oar in, that's just what I'm going to do. And I think you'll find one on your side, too. Will you join me? Mm. See it to fail. All the rotten. Oh, well. Hand me my old fishing jacket to sit on, will you? This seat's going to be awful hard by the time we reach the dock. Your fishing jacket? Did you put it in the boat when we left the island? Oh, this is just getting ridiculous. Shall we row back there after it and start all over? With all the rowing we got between here and the dock, I wouldn't go back after that jacket if it was solid gold with diamond buttons. Well, dip your oar, kiddo. Let's go. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. This is Bill Goodwin, ladies and gentlemen. Have you heard the wonderful new features on Bob Hope's morning radio show? Bob Hope and the experts, for instance, 
provides about as many laughs as you can crowd into a few minutes. Real experts like Don Loper on styles and fashions, Kitty Termel on etiquette, and Chef Milani on cooking. They're Bob's guests and answer questions from the audience while Bob helps with answers of his own. Let's listen in on Bob and Chef Milani, for instance, during a recent session. How are you, Giuseppe? Hello, Alberto. Hello, Alberto. Hey, Giuseppe. I got a massage. I got a massage from you from Luigi. <laughs> massage in my pocket. See, he speaks a better English than I do. <laughs> you know, when he was a three years old, he could speak a better English than I speak now. I'm a 47 years in this country. Well, that's the that. kind of fun you're missing if you don't try to listen to Bob Hope every morning on this NBC station. See your local paper for the time. <laughs> Oh, I'm beat. My hands are blistered. Me too. What time is it? My watch says 8.15. Three hours and a half with those oars. Ah, don't talk about it. You go ahead and put the lunch basket in the car, will you, while I tie the boat up? Okay. Give me the car keys. It's locked up. The car keys, McGee. Give me the car keys. You know where the car keys are. In that jacket that I left on that island. Oh, what? Oh, no. No, McGee, don't throw yourself in the lake. Don't. Let Mother do it. I'll phone in town for a cab. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Doc Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night when the age-old principle of the golden rule complicates the lives of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Get to the heart of the news with Henry Cassidy tonight on the NBC Radio Network.